Hi, and welcome to another episode of Healing with Nama. I'm Casey, and I am here today with Sierra, who I found on TikTok as the Black Girl Tarot. And I came across her page as I was scrolling. This is how I come across a lot of my guests is through social media. Uh, a lot of the times I am just scrolling and they come on my FYP and they intrigue me. So I start following them, but I don't reach out right away because I want to make sure that they fit, you know, what I'm trying to do with my show. Um, but once I kind of see a consistent like flow or a consistent something where I'm like, oh yeah, I want to follow this person or what they're telling me or what they're saying is very clear. I can understand it. It's informative. Then that's when I go ahead and reach out. And that is what I did in this case. And I was very fortunate that she said yes. Um, so a little bit about her is she is originally from North Carolina, has been on her spiritual journey all her life, she says. Um, and this expanded during COVID. I feel like that happened for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people just because of that downtime, right? Um, and that's when you had your spiritual awakening. And you said that that awakening led you to tarot and like your your intuitive gifts, which kind of opened up more and opened up parts of you that I guess probably have probably been there all your life. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, I've always been a bit of a dreamer. Mm -hmm. I never really understood it, you know, and back down south and like the Bible Belt type community it's not something you really talk about. Right. And it's quite peculiar because you'll often hear pastors in the pulpit say they get all of these prophetic messages and stuff. But when I get them, it's not right. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't quite understand that. But of course, you don't ask questions, right? You just kind of go with the flow. And I think as I got older, that forced isolation that we all had whenever COVID first hit, though it was so unfortunate that a lot of people got sick, a lot of people lost their family members. It was honestly one of the most aha moments in my entire life, if, if that's the best way that I can put it for lack of a better term. Um, it came about during a time when I was just by myself. And to be honest, it was a good time because I'm, I've never been somebody who likes crowds. Mm -hmm. I don't like to have be around a lot of energy. I don't like being around a lot of people. I, I recharge and I get my best work done when I'm solo, when I'm by myself. So I think that forced time when I had no choice was the period when I had a couple of dreams and a whole lot more questions than I had ever had. And it was like the floodgate, floodgates opened for me. So ever since that, I found tarot by happenstance and it, it was on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I found it and I was like, man, that's cool. I love the imagery. I love how it can channel your clairvoyance and help you see um, messages for people. So not only was it helpful to me, but to be able to use that as an avenue to help others heal. It's, it's been wonderful. It's been yeah. absolutely great. Yeah. And I know, um, cause I, I'm from California. I've been in California for most of my life. I've moved, you know, every now and again, but for the most part, I've been from Southern California and this is a very liberal place, very diverse, not mm -hmm. a really big black population, if we're going to be honest. And so that, um, and I feel like what you're saying about, you know, the Bible Belt in the South, yes, you know, other cultures do do that too. But I feel like especially in our culture, it's very deeply rooted, that religion, um, church and all that kind of stuff is very deeply rooted in the South. So when I speak to people who are from the South, I don't have that same experience because I this is not the same type of thing that we have going on here. Yes, there are people in church and stuff like that, but it's not the same as when you go to the South. So um, I'm always curious how people even end up in, I mean, obviously it's spirit, right? But I'm always curious as to how, um, I guess how it even, like how you go from that to this and how it affects you, how it affects your life, your family life, you know, stuff like that. Cause I feel like it's probably even more so than me because I, I have had a lot of just internalized um, scared, like prejudice and internalized judgment just from fear of letting people know that I even do tarot. A lot of people might be finding out by me doing this episode. It's like, this is like my coming out episode. I do tarot, like I'm a tarot reader. <laughs> Same for me. So, you know, um, 
it's very nerve wracking. Obviously my family is supportive. My family, because we're from California, we don't have that deep rooted fear or that religious background like that. But to be perceived by others as this person that does this tarot thing, you know, like I know the connotation that comes with it. And I'm very like hesitant to put myself in that space. But that's why I started my podcast and I started kind of talking to people about these different things because it's showing a different side of me and the things that I'm interested in. And I'm kind of, I'm really working on um, lessening the stigma. I won't say taking it away because that's not going to be only on me, but I feel like by talking to people like you who are doing these types of things that are taboo, especially in our community, it kind of can demystify it a little bit for those who are open-minded. Now, for those who choose to believe what they believe and that's what they believe, then that's great. Um, but for those who are open-minded, I really hope that they could, even if they don't believe in tarot or they don't practice it, accept it and not see it as something bad and black and negative and black magic and all this type of stuff. Absolutely. I think that it's, it's hard because when people aren't used to growing up around people who do the things that we do in this spiritual journey, and I use spiritual for another lack of a better term, but it's hard when you don't grow up around it because you don't really know or understand what it is and where it comes from. But when it feels right, and when your intuition and your gut tells you that what you're doing, you're on the right path, and you've never felt like that before in a sense, so so to speak, because like I, I go back to church, I respect my experience in the church. A lot of my family, a lot of everything that's rooted in me comes from the church. Mm -hmm. By no means am I saying that it's bad whatsoever, because church isn't bad. It's that experience that we had that I think people lose is because that is what it, that's what it comes from. It's not so much the indoctrination and the religion itself. It is how we were able to use what was given to us and compare and use that and, and intertwine that and interweave that with what we knew from where we came from, some of us, right? It's a mixture of the two and understanding that the indoctrination is not the end all be all. It's the experience that we put the power into. And that's what, I feel like my experience is here. I still use the Bible. I believe in its power because my ancestors put that power in that Bible. So when it comes to tarot or different means of divination, it's all in the Bible. There's so many different prophets and, and, and people who foretold the future, even Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't with cards, but in some ways, uh, shape or form, it was a way for us to be able to connect with God. And ultimately that's what divination is, whether you use tarot, whether it's bones or coins or calorie shells, whatever it is, it's a method of you to be able to talk with spirit. The right. same as what people experience whenever they catch the Holy Spirit or when they're in church and they start to feel hot and get heated, that spirit moving around. It's okay. just another way for us to talk with them. And that's mm -hmm. personal to us. That's personal to you. That's personal to me. That's our own experience. And I hope that when people hear that and understand that you don't need confirmation from anyone, as long as you're in alignment with what you are supposed to do, and you get that gut feeling that this is what I'm supposed to do, that's how it's gonna go. Right, yeah. So. Wait, look, see, hold on. I got <laughs> Since you bring it up, like, this is what I'm reading. This is my current read. Absolutely. And I do not identify as Christian only because of the connotations that come with it, but this is, my old raggedy Bible with a bunch of tabs on it, notes. That's the best and I, one. And I read it. The better. <laughs> and I, I'm never gonna get rid of this one because it's got a lot of just energy in it. And and it's not because I am, you know, a follower of Jesus or anything like that, but I do understand that your messages are not always gonna come from where you think they're gonna come from. Exactly. And I do also believe that. This book is filled with a lot of things that have gotten me through really hard times because I'm able to read it and take what I need from it. And I feel like people also do that too, maybe not in the best way, but it's been very helpful to me in super dark moments and it's helped guide me to figure out my own relationship with God. So by no means am I saying, you know, 
I'm an atheist or anything like that. However, um, I don't think that's the only way to get to God. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother uh, episode and topic, but it's a good way to start. And I just feel like I always, and it probably might be even me projecting and feeling the need to defend myself, but I feel like people need to understand that there's not only one way to believe. Exactly. So I just want people to understand that you can be multifaceted. You can do this work and read your Bible too. And I, like, who are cool. we to put limits on God? Like, who are we to say that only God can get to us in this one way? God is God. The most high is who he is or who they are. Okay. They don't need permission. They don't need a Bible. They don't need none of that. It's whatever, however God wants to get to you, he will get to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely on my list of things is to have an episode just about religion and, and spirituality and have, you know, a religious um, speaker on here who can dialogue with me about all of this stuff. Cause there's Absolutely. stuff that I just don't know, just not having been raised in the church. So, um, my bad. It's supposed to be about terror. I know, right? <laughs> We're just going on a um, a tangent. But to get back on track, um, tell me a little bit more about yourself, please. Like, how did you um, grow up? Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So, um, growing up in the country, it's not too much to do, but I think that's where my appreciation for solitude came from as being someone who was me and my brother were 13 years apart. So he was out of the house before I even knew what my butt from my elbow was at that point. Um, I was very active in school. I love to be busy. I love to work. I love the drive. I love the, the results of it all. I've always been very driven, very ambitious, always had my hand in multiple pots because that was just what I felt confident in. Whenever I was still, I was like, uh-uh, I'm supposed to be doing something. I don't know what it is. And, it, and that's even a struggle to this day for me to feel like I don't always have to constantly be doing something. I think that's just rooted in childhood issues or maybe even trauma, thinking that that's a source of validation for me. So um, I was played all kinds of sports, played musical instruments, anything that could get me out and, and doing things and out in the public, that was cool. But I also loved my alone time. Um, I went to college after I graduated high school. I got my bachelor's degree in chemistry. And I think that's where my love of alchemy actually came from. And the sciences is, I don't know, at the time I didn't realize why I was so intrigued with science and the way things work. And it, it has brought me to here. Um, I have spent about nine years in the military Oh, wow. And I'm so glad for that journey to be coming to an end because where I'm going and where they're going, you know, thank you. But I'm I'm good on most portions of that. But it has um, enabled me to meet a lot of people who also walk this spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Some of my mentors, some of the most talented, gifted people that I know were are also in the military. So there's a community of that there as well. Um I'm in the very, very cold Midwest right now. And that's kind of difficult because I want to be outside, right. but it's also negative some degrees outside or it's snowing or it's cold. So that part, portion of me, I miss the South for that reason to be able to go out. And even though it was cold, it wasn't bitter cold, you know, and I'm ready to get back down South, but that's, that's my human aspect of me. The spiritual side is, is up and down all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So it's good. I like to give some kind of background so people can get to know you better and um, really see, you know, that if they can connect with you on a deeper level, stuff like that. So I just feel like that's important. Um, how did you get into working with Tarot specifically? I know you said you watch TikToks and stuff, but how did you decide, okay, I'm actually going to pursue like working with Tarot? I just ended up picking up a tarot deck and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna just try it. <laughs> and thank God for spirits and ancestors who are like, all right, be careful. Don't do too much. Don't, mm -hmm. don't be careful. You call on, you know, the thing, things of that nature. Um, I don't remember the first video I saw, but I do know it was hoodoo related where I saw people using playing cards. 
And that is what made me dive more into tarot. Um, I love the imagery of it all. I love that it was illustrated by Mrs. Pamela Coleman Smith, a black woman. I love that the imagery on it gives you so many different details and, and aspects of the cards itself that you don't necessarily see every single time you read someone. I can have the same exact spread for you and then have it for somebody else and it gives me a completely different message. And that's the beauty of those 78 cards. It's like, it, it's not always so boxed in and definitive by the book version of what that card means, even though that is what I teach. However, I do think that that foundation is what is necessary to be able to trigger your intuition, your intuitive capabilities, your sight to be able to see things from your perspective as an intuitive. So um, for me, that's, and that's what helped me and me being an earth sign and a Virgo, I'm very logical. <laughs> I like, I want to see the text. I want to see the quotes, all of this stuff. Right. And that is what challenged me. And the minute I let that go, the minute I let go of the fact that just because the full means starting a new journey, doesn't mean that I'm always going to get that same message whenever I put it in a spread around other cars, or even if I just pull it by itself. There's, a, there's an aspect of being, of humility, so to speak, to be able to say, okay, I know what this card means, but I'm going to allow myself to go there. You know what I'm saying? So like for tarot, for me, it's just, and I picked it up so quick. It was like one day I had saw somebody that had a course on Udemy and I went through the entire course of all 78 cards. And one day I sat at my computer and I hyper-focused on it because I could not let it go. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to stop. I need to see it. And it was like from that course on, I even forgot what her name was, but from that course on, I was just like, you know what? This is it. Cause it clicked and it felt good. And it was like, okay, that this is how I communicate. One of the ways that I communicate. It is just a tool. I don't need it per se, but if I'm trying to do a reading for someone or if I need a further clarification on a concept or anything of the sort, then I'll pick up my cards for it. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good like explanation of how you went from seeing it and being intrigued to actually physically being a tarot reader. Mm -hmm. um, and what has your experience been like? And you can, I know we've kind of already like talked about it a little bit and went off, you know, on another track, but what has your experience been like, if anything, as a black tarot reader, have you had any um, uh, conflicts in who you like, how you grew up? Have you, how has that been for you? Whew. Um, I haven't, I think the first thing that I think of when I have this conversation is like, does my family know what I do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I could care less about what other people think about what I do. Um, I, but my, I value my family's opinion a lot. And then sometimes I think about it and I'm like, what would they think if I start doing, if they know that I do this? Yeah. Um, I do have a cousin who's very spiritual, who's not so much into the church, so to speak. So she gets it, but it's like, and my mom knows, my mom knows for sure. But I'm like, I wonder if they come across my page or if they look and they start asking questions. Like, <laughs> um, I, though I do value the opinions of others, I can't let something like that stop me from doing what I know I'm called to do. Right. Just heal people and help people. And tarot just so happens to be one of the methods that I use to help people heal. Mm -hmm. So that is most important to me, though I would love the support and the respect from other people or readers who see people like me reading tarot cards. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I have to do what I'm here to do. Right. Yeah. So I just I stay out of the drama. I stay out mm -hmm. of the mess. I'm not about all of that. And the minute I feel it, I'm out. <laughs> right. And that's I'm pretty out. similar to me because I am very introverted. I'm yes. a social introvert. But I'm very private. Like you're only gonna know yeah. as much as I let you know about me unless you're a part of my close circle. And I think that's probably also a part of why I haven't been very open about my spiritual journey at all. Some of my family members that are extended family probably don't even know I have a podcast. And that's because um, it's not because I don't love them or I don't care about them, but I don't feel you're we're not close enough to where it should matter or I feel like you need like I need to tell this person like the people who are close my mom my sister my dad 
for the most part, my dad, they know about what I'm doing. They're supportive of it. And I feel like I'm good. Like, I don't really need anybody else to, yeah. to know about it or support it in a way. I have kind of been a, not hiding it, but I haven't put it out there, but it's only because I feel like if it comes with negativity, it's going to be unnecessary because yeah. you know what I mean? So it's just stuff that I just, I put it in this space for these people and it's brought in a lot of people who love what I'm doing and anybody else. I don't really need to put it out there like that because it's not for them. You know what I mean? So it's not, but now it's so important because it's a time for people who do the things that we do to make ourselves known. Right. I think that though, and I go back to COVID again, even though it was such a terrible thing for so many people, I think it forced a lot of people to wake up. Yeah. I think it, this general collective of people who have opened up spiritually to so many different things it's for a reason like we're not just waking up to just be in our homes and be in hermit mode and and not um step into our gifts and the thing and our abilities the things that we can do to help people as a collective we have to put ourselves out there and i fought it for the longest i fought i fought so hard i had another tarot page that was still Black Girl Tarot um, maybe a year ago. And I didn't teach, but I did readings. And that page did relatively well. But there came a point where my introverted self was like, I don't want to do this no more. I was like, I can't do it. Like, I just, I don't feel right. and don't feel good. I, all these people are leaving all these comments. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. I don't want to do it anymore. But after spending all of that time in isolation after that period happened and going through some things myself, spiritually it was like okay now you good you you got shook up a bit but you got to get back out there because there's people who need the gifts and the abilities that we have that we can wake up in other people and help as a collective because times are getting so terrible the food is expensive <laughs> there's all these natural disasters and diseases and things of that nature and people need the healing so yeah. it's our responsibility as healers, as diviners, as shadow work people, as whatever you consider yourself to be on the spiritual plane. We have to be able to build a community to hone in on the things that we specialize in to help everyone. Yeah. And not everyone can go with us on that journey. And we have to have proper discernment and know that, yes, I'm here to help people, but you're not going to hurt me in the process. There's still that layer of us that's like, F around to find out. <laughs> But the whole point of us being out is to be able to help other people reach what we have reached and to continue to set that level higher and higher so other people can come behind us and do to the next group of people, you know? Right. Right. So I know it's hard, especially as an introvert. I'm the same. I don't do all this talking. I don't like to, like, I'm in my house. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to talk to people at all. But when it comes to things like this, I know that there is a part of what I do and what I have to offer that matters. And I don't want to be so comfortable in my comfort zone that I don't grow and get to a place where I can help other people the way I have been helped along this journey. That's my duty and responsibility here. Yeah. So look at it from that perspective. And I promise you'll get out of your cocoon just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like I have grown in so many other ways and totally changed who I thought I was to be the person that I actually am in so many other ways and but there's still little parts that are big parts that I need to let people see as in doing tarot like I have tarot videos saved on my phone but I'm too scared to post them so um and that's another reason why I also wanted to talk to you about it too you know have you on the show is to like pick your brain and see um what your experience has been like and um how you even got to the point where you wanted to, where you felt comfortable and confident in doing readings for other people. Because, you know, I've done readings for my family and stuff like that, but I have not done paid readings. And I don't feel that, um, I feel like sometimes I don't know exactly what the cards are trying to tell me. So I just start talking and then usually it's exactly what they need to hear, but I don't feel like I understand what I'm talking about. So I haven't gain that confidence to where I can be like, okay, come and pay me for my tarot reading. Like, I don't feel that way yet. So how did you even get to a place of being confident to um, be of service to other people in this way? Yeah, um, so my first interaction with doing readings for other people, 
I sat down at my altar space and I asked my ancestors, my spirit guides, I said, is this something I'm supposed to, I know I'm good at this, but is this something that I can do for other people? Is this something that I can um, help other people through is using tarot? Because it's easy when I'm doing it because I, I got an inside view to what's going on. But it was like, duh. <laughs> like, do you think we just let you learn tarot and not be able to help other people through this process? It's like, that's, come on, Sierra. So I'm like, all right, well, all right, cool. So I started with my family. I started with my mom and then I went to my brother and then other family members, other close friends. And I was like, I can like, this is good. But I think the the comfortability and the confidence, I think people think when you start reading tarot that you're not allowed to ask questions. And no, please ask all of the questions. Tarot readers aren't necessarily mediums or psychics and neither one are mutually exclusive to the other. So I think it's important that whenever you find yourself in those positions where you just don't understand or know, especially when it's a general reading and you got a spread of cards that come out and you don't know what this is talking about. Is this about love life? Is this career? Like, what is it? Uh, take the time to ask the necessary questions. Um, like, for instance, if I pulled the three of swords on somebody like I did on my last live, I thought it was relationship related, but she said it wasn't. And that was that enabled me to be able to see the rest of the spread more clearly, because if it was, I was like, well, this don't quite make sense. But it wasn't right. It could have been a family member. I think people see the three of swords. And because it's a heart on the card, they immediately think it's just heartbreak from an intimate type perspective. But and just using that as an example, you it's OK to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. Now, if you're asking questions for every single card that's pulled, that's that's not okay. And it could just be that your energy just isn't in alignment with the person you're reading, or you may just not be supposed to reading them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand that either. Like there's a there's a level of consent that happens. And if they spirits ain't feeling you, they will tell you. Mm -hmm. There won't get any cards pulled at all, or you won't be able to understand the message. And it's because their spirits don't want you to read for them. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really pay attention to or understand. And then sometimes people will BS their way through it, knowing that they don't understand the, the way it's supposed to go. And there is a debt to be paid for that. They paid you for your services and you did not provide them and you knew you couldn't. There's all of that said to don't be afraid to ask questions. Even if you have a way that you speak to your ancestors and be like, is it okay if I read this person? Is everything all right? Um, do I need to up my protection right now? Like, is this a situation that I need to step away from because it's above me and I can't handle it? That asking those questions humble us and enable us to be able to get the pe people who come to us the answers that they're looking for. So ask questions. Yeah. And it's important, like whoever your spirit team is, it's important to consult them before you're doing things like this. And I have a question Absolutely. towards the end where we'll get into all that, but if it's your ancestors, if it's if it's your higher self, God, whatever you call it, whatever works for you and whoever um, your higher power is, make sure that you're intentional about who you're putting your energy towards and your trust into because not everybody has the best intentions or like she said, not everybody is meant to be reading for you. It doesn't mean that they're a, a fraud or a bad person. It just me, may mean that they don't have that message for you right now and maybe somebody else does. So always use your discernment of like who you listen to, even if it's me, like everything that I say is not going to be valid for you or true for you. Um, some stuff might resonate and some might not. And that's also why I like to have people on the show um, because I don't know everything. I'm learning a lot of this stuff as I'm interviewing people. I'm also learning. So I'm learning. And um, a lot of times that's all I'm doing while I'm interviewing and doing this podcast is just learning because I, I'm very curious. I'm a Gemini. So it's all mental activity up here. I want to know all of the information that I can learn. And this is my way of learning and sharing at the same time. So absolutely. Um, Forever a student to this process. Right. I, I don't like calling myself an expert because I think that leaves room for you to not be humble enough to take advice from people you wouldn't necessarily think would be able to give you said advice, right? Mm -hmm. So to each their own, but for me, I'm forever a student to tarot, to divining, to spirit. I'm always open and ready to learn and, and continue to grow because that's where we grow is when we learn, when we humble ourselves to be able to do as such. 
right yeah so that's just my little disclaimer is like yes this is a great conversation it's good energy I have good intentions behind it I'm sure Sierra also has good intentions behind it but always just be be cautious absolutely I'm talking to myself also because I feel like I'm that kind of person that believes in signs so much that anytime something happens I'm like oh that was it that's the thing I've been waiting for and it was you that kind of kind of made me realize that in my self when I was on your live on was that Friday or Saturday I think it was Saturday I was Mm -hmm. on your live and you were doing I got a reading from you just so I would know how that experience was Mm -hmm. and I could be able to talk about it and you said um get a mentor or get somebody who knows about marketing and I was like I just met somebody at the grocery store who was a marketer like she just I was walking out she was walking in and she started talking to me and you know, asking me for my information. And in my head, I'm like, that's the person, that's the one that's going to help me. And you were like, that's always, you didn't say it directly. Like I didn't tell you that, but you, what you were saying was like, that might just be a sign that you need to go in that direction to seek one or to ask for one to be sent to you. That doesn't mean that that person will be the person that you need to work with. And I think for me, as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, that's the one like I'm ready to go with that person and I need to also use my own discernment and stop and ask is this like I don't just go ahead and like start paying for the courses or anything but in my mind I'm thinking like okay maybe this is that person but I um I'm glad that you said that to me so I could stop and really think about that that's beautiful and such confirmation it's just and I can't read that from a tarot card (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I can't say go find a marketer from a, a tarot card. It's all about being able to open up and and be able to hear from spirit the words, the thoughts, the mental images that you get whenever you divine or whenever you talk to God or spirit, whoever you want to deem that as. That that guides you. That pushes you. It's like tarot kind of shows you what door to open. Mm-hmm. But this, your third eye, your pineal gland is what opens you up to kind of take a deeper look besides what's on one side of the door. You have to be able to open it a bit and see what the message is that um, spirit has for whoever you're reading. Right. It takes time. Yeah. It's all like the way I get things is I'll either see like a quick glimpse of something that is such a parable because spirit has a funny way of not being literal. (laughs) And if he tells me that I need to go cleanse myself, he drops like a rodent in the middle of the road and I'm seeing like uh, somebody, a construction worker picking up a rodent out of the middle of the world, uh, road instead of just saying, go cleanse yourself. Right. It's things like that, you know? So that's how the images come up for me. And sometimes I hear it. So it's, it's all about just being in a state where you feel comfortable enough, being comfortable with who you're reading and just allow yourself to experience it. And a lot of the times you get that practice, you can get that practice from doing readings for yourself. Like you can make up a client and be like, I have a 23 year old female who has relationship issues, spirit, what you got for me. Right. And then make it clear that this is not for anyone. This is for me to practice. And then you lay out your cards, your spread, and then you see what it tells you. Right. That's a, that's an easy way to practice and to get used to trusting what's up here and what's in the middle of your forehead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. All right. Can you give, okay, so can you give an outline of what, if somebody has never seen a tarot deck before, what would they see? Because every tarot deck has the same suits or like the same cards, but it's all different. So what would somebody see if they open a tarot deck? Okay. So from the beginning, what we, what I consider, what I like to picture tarot as is the fool's journey. And the fool is number zero in the tarot deck. It's the very first card that you're going to see. If it's in order, whenever you first open it, The fool is what you're going to see next. And the journey throughout tarot is all about him going through his ups and downs, emotions and and everything else to get through to the world, right? And the world is the very last card of the major arcana, Mm -hmm. all right? And with that, the major arcana is the first from zero to 22, that set of cards that don't have like three of swords or king of pentacles, not those cards, major arcana from zero to 22. Once you get through that, then you go into the minor arcana. The minor arcana consists of four different suits. It goes from the beginning of it being wands, then you go through to cups and swords and then pinnacles. 
and it kind of coincides with the seasons of the year as well. So wands are spring, um, cups are summer, swords are uh, fall, and then pinnacles are winter. And mm -hmm. then when you get to that very last card, it's so funny because I found this out when I was recording content for this week. When you get to the king of pinnacles, the very last card, you end up finding some imagery that le ends up leading you back to the fool to begin with. So if you take a minute to look at tarot as in that type of order, sometimes it can make it easier for you to know what those cards mean. If you can remember what comes before and what comes after, it's like, what part of the fool's journey is this trying to tell me that I'm on right now? Right. Um, and with that, the minor arcana cards in each suit, you have them from ace, to the 10 of that suit. And then you have the court cards, which are your pages, your knights, queens, and kings. And that's in all of the ma uh, minor arcana. And there's 56 of those cards after that. So you got your first two, again, is major arcana. That's like the big movement that you have going on from anything to like strength, to temperance, to death, the fool, those types of cards. And then the little wavering type energy that can easily be manipulated if you change things around, that's what the minor arcana represents. And that's the suits that we talked about before. So when you open that up, that's exactly what you'll see, whether it's the traditional Rider Waite Smith tarot deck that has the imagery that I use on my TikTok, or it's one that has a bunch of cats and birds and people and you know the more abstract type art that's over it. Mm -hmm. Either way, most of the cards are based on that very first, well, one of the first tarot decks that we use for imagery now, which right. is right away Smith tarot deck. So yeah. yeah, that's what you'll see when you open it up. Okay. And I think that's really informative. It's like a short and sweet version. Obviously explaining it would take a really long time, but it's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> short and sweet like direct way of explaining um the full deck in small parts because I, that's what I'm coming to understand is like yes it's a full deck but then there's um the major arcana the, and even that has kind of its own little like cards that go together kind of you know so I'm yeah. learning that it's more than just what I see because I'm very also very literal Yes, so, I know. Me too. <laughs> but I'm very, um, what is it called? I'm a walking uh, contradiction. So I can be literal, but I'm also like a dreamer. And so it, I have to figure things out sometimes. But as far as tarot goes, I'm like, okay, this is what the book says. This is what it means. And, or this is what the pictures are. So this is what it's telling me. But I'm learning to kind of let that go a little bit and let the cards kind of explain what they're trying to explain. And also use, you know, what the person is telling me when I'm reading for my, my family or something like that, what they're telling me to kind of get the message out. And usually it's exactly what, you know, they needed to hear. But I think in the very beginning and still sometimes now very literal and just going straight to the book, like reading it verbatim, exactly what it was saying, instead of using my own intuition to get an um, interpretation. Yes. Don't don't be discouraged whenever you feel like you have to pick up the book. I've been reading for about two years now. And up until maybe three or four months ago, I would always go back. And sometimes just the key word, especially when it's a deck you're not used to. Right. Sometimes that key word will be able to trigger your intuition to see things from a different pers perspective. So don't ever be afraid to go back to the book. Sometimes that helps. Yeah, it definitely helps me just even the keywords for the, the deck that I have only have one. I only have one. Yet. I don't know why they sounded weird. I only have <laughs> one tarot deck right now. Mm -hmm. And um, even the keywords on there sometimes helps me like jog my memory about what um, the card is about. So then I'm like, okay, that's what it's trying to tell me and then can put the pieces together. But exactly. uh, I say that to say when you are starting tarot, um, it's not always literal and especially depending on the deck because there are so many decks out there you have to find the one that works for you um, the story will be different depending on um, your interpretation the card the person like all that kind of stuff so just be open and consider everything that goes along with it exactly yeah so um what do so okay say for instance i'm gonna pull just a random card Oh, okay. one's perfect. So I have the um the Light Seers Tarot. This one is the one that I use. This is okay. one that was gifted to me when I first started wanting to do tarot. I was talking to another tarot reader, another Black tarot reader. I just happened to come upon her. 
And I was telling her like, yeah, I want to start, but I'm a little scared. I don't know how I feel about it. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to send you one of my old tarot decks. And I was like, yeah, sure. Sure. Like, sure. She's going to send it. I didn't really believe it, but I gave her my information came in the mail with a note. It was really sweet. And so, um, I love this. Yeah, it was, it was great. And it, it was, I think it was helpful to me that she was somebody that I recognize and not recognize, but, um, resonated with culturally because then it kind of was like okay this is somebody that's actually doing this this is you know it can be done it's not just for you know a different type of people like correct he's also doing it too um so yeah I got this deck and I really love this one because the pictures are very clear also I know that you were on um TikTok live if there are any like comments or questions feel free to like jump in and say um because I just tend to go on and on and I'm not on the TikTok live um I probably should have but my phone was dying so <sighs> there's a lot going on <laughs> there's I'll a lot take, going on. Speak over here and looking but yeah yeah if anything ever like jumps out feel free to um let me know but um okay so, for instance this card so this is death and rebirth I and, got a video coming for that one this week oh that's good so don't share too much, you know, don't share too much. But like, for me, when I first saw it, or if it comes out in readings for my family, they're like, I'm gonna die, you know? And like, now I'm like, okay, I don't even think about physical death anymore. But this can be one of those cards that's very, if you're reading it literally, can be very jarring. So just using that as an example, how would you explain that card? So death is one of the a card that I have so much appreciation for when I, I actually understood what the, the meaning of it is, right? Well, for me, whenever death comes about, if you look at the traditional deck, you'll see a man that's as a skeleton that's on a horse. And he's only having he only has a black flag with him. He doesn't have a sword, he doesn't have a gun, he doesn't have a weapon whatsoever. He's just going around telling people, hey, it's your time. I'm just here to collect, right? I'm not here to destroy anything. I'm here to collect because the most high said is, is time for it to happen. So in a translation for a reading, that means that it's time for your old ways or your old ideations, things that no longer serve you to be removed from you to make room for the rest of the journey as you go through the fool's journey in tarot. So death is an opportunity for you to see that not only could it be a terrible situation, maybe a bad relationship, or a bad job or career move, whatever it may be, whenever death comes up in a reading for you, it just says that it's time for the old ways to be washed away to make room for new, just like the spring equinox we got today. And us starting with the aces, we can't necessarily experience the new things that are in store for us if we keep the old things around that don't serve us. Mm -hmm. So whenever death comes up in a tarot reading, it's like, what is it that you need to get rid of in order to make room for what is in store for you or make room for the things you're trying to manifest? It's such a beautiful card. Um, there's even, there's people at the, in front of the horse that have different reactions to seeing him. Mm -hmm. And that's also important. It just goes to tell you that no matter how you choose to react to this situation, it's coming, whether you believe it or not, we all have to experience it. Yeah, And it's not, it's not necessarily a physical death, though there are times that it could represent that. Do not take that away from it. Right. Most times, depending on the spread and what's going on with that situation, it just means a time for transition. Right. Old to new. That's it. Yeah. And I like that this deck in particular has it as death rebirth. Cause I think mm -hmm. it kind of takes the sting out of it a little bit oh, because yeah. then it's a different type of connotation, right? It's not like I'm going to die. It's like death rebirth. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. You know? So it's a little bit less jarring. I mean, it still scared me in the beginning. Cause I was like, why is, you know, it was just a lot. And even with like the, what is you the Lenormand cards, stuff like that. Certain things are very jarring. They're very direct, but oh, yeah. you have to push past. And that's a whole nother thing too. push past the literal images or literal words on the card because they have so many different meanings. Oh, yeah. The devil, too. The devil. Yeah. Now you think like death. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course, that scared the crap out of me when I first saw it. But the imagery in the devil is so 
in some decks, not necessarily Rider Waite Smith, because it kind of looks like anime to me for right, some. Yeah. But in some cards, that card is so dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's so deep and it it sometimes it scares the crap out of you. It's like, who what is this? No, no, no. <laughs> but that's the devil is is more so about releasing things of that you're obsessed about or materialism or excessiveness, things of that nature. Um, and that being influenced by the devil, quote unquote, that's at the top of the card that has those two people chained underneath him. It just says that there's an outside influence that's causing you to um, be in a position where you feel like you have to obsess over something or be so materialistic over something like the things of the world that have your attention more than what the actual what then why you're actually here, so to speak. Right. So cards like that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. I'm good. I wanted to that card specifically. I was trying to find the devil, but I can't find him in this tech in this deck right now. Um, <laughs> That's okay. But um another one that I also wanted to talk about, and I watched your video and about it just to kind of get a little bit of information about it, but I wanted to ask you in person too, mm -hmm. is the lovers. So mm -hmm. for me, this is really literal, right? Beautiful, isn't it? The lovers. It? It's, it literally says the lovers and I'm coming to learn that's not necessarily what it means. So I think that's where I get, sometimes I get a little tiny bit frustrated because I'm like, well, why does it say the lovers? It's not about the lovers. I, you know, I'm over here thinking that, you know, it's about union and like my twin flame and all this stuff, but no, it's about me getting a mentor or something like that. I'm like, ah, so. Now, now see, there's another uh, time where you're getting too literal. You know, right. the lovers is a is about a choice. Um, most times when it comes up in a reading, it instantly makes me smile because I'm like, there's good energy that comes with the lovers. But I think the way that helps me remember that it is about choices is when you look at the two people who are on the lovers card. You have the man who has his tail lit by fire, who's looking over to the woman who has grapes on her tail. Right. And they're both looking up at who I just learned is Archangel Raphael, by the way. And I was blown away to know and understand that. Hmm. She is focused on the angel figure, right? And he's looking over at her. And there is a path that divides the two of them. And the point of that card is to make sure you know that whether it's a relationship or a career move or anything of the sort, what is the intention behind your choice? Is it from a secular viewpoint? Are you looking to just get what you can get out of it? Meaning um, decide with the man on it, with his tail, burning his tail on one end and looking over at the female and lust? Or are you being guided by divine intervention? Are you being guided by your, your true destiny whenever it comes to the choices that you make? Because there is a path that goes in between both of them. And the choice you make depends on what you believe your intentions are. That's the beauty of the lover card. Now, a lot of different translations of the lovers and other decks, for, like the hoodoo deck, for instance, there's still a path that goes in between them, but they're holding hands. And though that's beautiful, I still hope people know and understand that it's, it's also very much about making the choice to make a decision that is going to set you up versus in a good way by a bad way because you're focused on secular things that that makes sense right so it's it's a deep card and i think a lot of people say on the surface when they see the lovers but that card has so many layers to it it is beautiful yeah i'm learning that i'm learning that because i think for a while everything pointed back to what i needed it to point back to so i'm learning to kind of take that out of it because i know that I have a tendency or not a tendency, but I've in the past had a connotation of what I wanted it to mean mm -hmm. without actually paying attention to what the cards are trying to tell me. So this card especially is one that I'm learning it doesn't always necessarily mean what I think it means or I want it to mean. Sometimes, yes, depending on what the spread is, but I need to look, I need to see past it sometimes and really ask like, okay, spirit, is this what I think you're trying to tell me or is this what I want to see? Yeah. So when you have car when you have cards that have abstract imagery on it, like the Lightseer's Tarot deck, beautiful deck, right? 
but there's some cards like the lovers that aren't necessarily true to Rider Waite Smith. So if you could, I'm not saying you can't use that deck, but right. I'll use that deck more so for uh relationships or intimate type things because that's the type of imagery that's what triggers for me whenever I see the cards right um all, different decks can give you different energy even mm -hmm. if they are all Rider Waite Smith tarot decks there's one deck that I have that I know that I can use to talk to my ancestors and I keep it on my altar there's one deck that I can use for readings there's one deck that I can use for more lighthearted situations because the imagery is such you just kind of kind of connect with them and I sleep with my tarot cards <laughs> Oh. They're in my bed with me because I want them to connect to my energy and I want them to be able to be an extension of me. So when I pick them up, they don't feel so unfamiliar. Huh. So connect with your cards, even if you store them and put them under your pillow or you um, put crystals on them, whatever it, you can do to make those cards personal and, and use your energy in them picking it up like a book off the shelf. I promise you things like that are going to help you with your readings a lot because your cards are going to understand you. They're going to vibe with you. The spirits that help you um, get your messages through those tarot cards, they're going to be able to do that more easily when they're when you're familiar with it. Yeah. Well, this is the type of thing you can expect if you follow Sierra and you see <laughs> her card explanations. She does all the cards like one by one or two by two and gives a very like in-depth as much as you can on TikTok, right? Explanation yeah. of the cards. And that's why I really um, was intrigued and wanted to follow you because I'm still learning. And I felt like you explained it in a simple way where I wasn't still confused after I watched your video. And mm -hmm. I watch other people too, just to get different perspectives so I can yes. put it all together. But I really like when people get to the point because I get lost if it's too much. I, I don't <laughs> understand what you're trying to tell me. I really need people to just be direct, say what you need to say. And then, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I noticed um, the time. So um are you oh, okay if we go a little bit over like maybe 10 minutes or so? Um, I didn't realize an hour had gone, but do you have a little bit of extra time? Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Okay. I want to be respectful of your time, but I didn't realize that an hour had already passed. So I appreciate um, that. Thank you. I just have a couple more questions. Okay. Um, so what tools would you tell somebody that they could use if they wanted to learn aside from, you know, watching your TikToks and stuff, if they wanted a more in-depth um a teaching or something like that. I have been watching people on YouTube that I resonate with, but what, what tools would you suggest? <laughs> Holistic tarot. And I know this is an audio recording and everybody that's here <laughs> on TikTok, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite book ever, 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 ever. Holistic Tarot by Benabelle Wynn. And I really hope I'm saying her name right. I could not put this book down. For days, it was like hyper-focused because of how well-written this book is, how easy it is to understand. I'm telling you, most of the things that I, I speak on, a good 60 to 70% of what I teach in those decks are from this card. I mean, from this book. This, I highly, highly, and I'm going to put it up here so y'all can see it. Highly. Yeah, put it up here on your out of 10. This is the best book now i have seen other ones and i won't name them because i ain't trying to shave nobody i don't want no smoke but this one i've only seen one person talk about this book for tarot i have only seen one person do it and i swear if i ever have a question about tarot it's this book this is my absolute favorite okay absolute favorite and until then, if you, and it's on Amazon, that's where I get it from. Can you put it up closer to this camera so we can see it? Yes. This absolutely. will be video and audio. Oh, okay. Holistic okay, okay. Tarot by Benabelle Wynn. Okay. I think I paid maybe, maybe 20 bucks for it, but it's incredible. It breaks down every single card. It breaks down the imagery. It talks about tarot spread. It gives you a, a bunch of different cases to say, well, this person got this reading and what does that mean? It's phenomenal. It is my favorite tarot book. And I've tried to find others to like diversify my portfolio a bit. <laughs> but none of them compare. None of them compare to that that book. Absolutely. Okay. Right. It's, it's wonderful. I'm glad I asked. I'm glad I asked because I've been looking okay. for more like 
um, things to hold my attention. I get distracted very easily. Even if a book isn't like grabbing my attention quickly, I'm over it. Like, so I need something to hold my attention so that I can really get what I need to get from the book. So that's good to know. And I will be definitely checking it out on Amazon, if not just putting it on my book list. Um, Absolutely. So, okay. That and you'd be surprised how much biblical references there are in tarot. I never knew it. Like even from Archangel Raphael to the pillars that are in the high priestess that have the B and the J on it. That video is also coming this week and I cannot wait to talk about that. There's so much imagery in tarot that comes from the Bible. I don't think people understand that and Holistic Tarot breaks it down incredibly well. I'm so, I cannot give that book enough reviews, positive reviews for sure. Well, that's good. If um, if the author is, I don't even know if she's still alive or if it's a her, I don't know. But if you're watching, hey, you got a sponsor. Like, <laughs> Thank you for that masterpiece that you created because nothing, nothing compares to that book. Wow. Okay. All right. I want to, I'm going to check it out for sure. Please so, do. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> can you for can you explain for people who might be interested, what would a reading be like with you? Like how would it start? Um, what would you do? Um, at the end of the show, I'll have you put your socials and stuff like that. But how would a reading, if they already had booked it, what would that look like? Yeah, so my readings are pretty much straight to the point. Um, <clears throat> for you, all I ask for you to do is come with an open mind. Um, I feel like if there's any resistance, if there's hesitation, the reading won't be clear whatsoever. So I understand nervousness. You don't know me from a can of paint and you asking me to read you for filth. And though I will, <laughs> I come with good intentions. She will. Right? She did me. <laughs> I was like, who told I you this information? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um yeah so we'll sit down and if it's through zoom then we'll talk and you know try to make you feel as comfortable as possible you don't have to be sitting up or anything of the sort I just need you to be comfortable um or they can be voice recorded however you prefer for the reading to happen is what it will be but I will always make sure that my space is cleaned and clear uh cleansed beforehand um and that makes your messages come through clearly is when you're cleansed and your space is cleansed um I do not predict the future I do not predict pregnancy. I don't predict death. I don't pre predict births. None of it. All right. I'm not your girl. If you coming to me and asking when I'm going to get pregnant or when I'm going to die or anything of the sort, I'm not, not me. All right. I'm going to tap into your energy with your consent and we'll talk about the things that you need to know at the moment. So um, I feel like, and a lot of that is you have to factor in human error. You have to factor in the free will that people have because like I think I said this on the live the other day um if I sit here and tell you yeah by next week you'll be a millionaire but everything you've done up to this point is what led you to be able to be a millionaire you're gonna sit and you're gonna stop right and you're gonna wait for it to fall in your lap and then when you don't get it you don't look at me like well you said I was gonna be a millionaire yeah because you were working for people and putting yourself in the environment to become one and now you stop, you quit your job, you did all of that because you heard me say one thing and didn't hear anything else I said. Mm. So no, I do not do that. Um, it could be, you can ask me for like relationship advice, what, what you need to know, what your, how that's going, um, careers. I really love doing love and career and more so self-love type readings. Um, things that you really need to know at the time in order to heal from or things you need to acknowledge about yourself all of my readings are very personal to you and not necessarily everything else that's going around you. It's more so what you need to know right now in order to move forward. Right. I think that's really that's important. How that goes. That's important yeah. though, because if people are wanting to get a reading with you, they need to know what they can expect. They need to know what type of energy um, they're going into. They need to be able to trust you, you know, as much as you can trust a stranger on the internet, right? Um, but they need to be able to connect with you in some type of way so that they feel comfortable with letting you into their energy because you are tapping into their energy with their permission, right? Absolutely. But, um, it's important for people to understand who you are before they do all of that kind of stuff. I think so. 
and respecting your time and, you know, showing gratitude for you choosing me to do something so delicate and, and intricate because it's a huge thing. So any way that I can make you comfortable or, you know, make you feel at home and feel at peace with what's going on is what I plan to do for whoever I'm reading. Cause it's a huge deal, of course. So right. that, that's my goal with the readings. All I ask for you to do is come comfortable with an open mind. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know also. And I really liked, so, you know, I wanted to, I should probably join the live right now. Look, <laughs> I really like, um, <laughs> you know, having you do a reading for me before we did the episode yeah. and I think like that was important because um you were very accurate in what you said so I feel like I have a way of vouching for you in a way you know what I mean like I'm not just on here saying yeah I get a tarot reading with her and I don't know anything about you I actually have had a reading with you and I don't always do that with the people that I have on because um it's not always accessible to me. It's not always something I have time for, you know, I've seen enough of their social media where I don't feel I need to do that, but the opportunity presented itself when I was, I just so happened to see you were live. I was like, well, let me just jump in and see what's going on in here. And it just kind of happened that way, but I'm we glad that it time. did. Huh? We had a good time. Yeah. I'm glad that it happened <laughs> that way so that, um, I was able to kind of connect and see, okay, yes, this is, this is somebody I definitely want to have on my podcast. Like I feel comfortable with this energy and um, we did a career in love reading and you did tell me some things that I needed to hear, you know, about where I am in my life and decisions that I know I need to make, but I'm very terrified to make because it's, um, it's a big step to leave what you're comfortable with, especially if we're talking financially to leave your financial comfort zone and go into something where you're not entirely sure how that's going to look financially. And, you know, also, um, you know, just taking that leap of faith and being that person I know I can be and, and I am. So I'm really thankful to you for even taking the time out and sharing that um, with me. I just wanted Absolutely. to make sure to say that. I can say the same for you for taking a chance on me because there's sometimes when I'm also questioning myself, even though I've been told to stop <laughs> plenty of times. But um, thank you for allowing me to be in, uh, tap into your energy and show you the things that you needed to hear and see. Thank you for this beautiful podcast episode. We went from church to tarot to here. So <laughs> it's right. amazing. Absolutely amazing. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I'm really glad to have you on here and um, we're going to wrap it up soon. Um, before I do that, I have one more question and then I'm going to have you just share your contact information with people. But okay. do you have advice for people who are on TikTok and who are in desperate search of an answer or something or just interested in going after these people who are don't have the best intentions or these readers that are not, you know what I mean? Like there's people out there who are just swindling people. So not, we're not signaling anybody out. We're not doing any nope. that, but <laughs> it's, it is what it is. And I want people to be informed that not everybody that says they're a tarot reader is somebody that you need to circulate your money to. So do you have any advice for people on social media that are interested in tarot? I always go with this because I'm, I'm also and forever will be in search of finding more people who are meant to be a part of my community or the community that I'm trying to build. So there comes a time when you need to know discernment. Um, most tarot readers, most diviners and spiritual people, medium psychics will never reach out to you for a reading. I will never come in your inbox and be like, your ancestor said you need to do this and pay me a hundred dollars or whatever the case may be. That's not legit. And even if it is, that's on them. But you do not do that. Right. Um, I will wrap that up in a tiny little bow and say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. As long as you are in a place where you are open to being um, vulnerable and open enough to be able to receive, then you will. But in the meantime, work on cleansing, work on protecting yourself. And when it's ready, when you're ready, you'll find yourself in environments where people who are meant to help you will show up for you. So yeah. trust and believe that because it always happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Very good advice. All right. Is there, are there any questions on your TikTok live? Do you want to 
Is there anything else that you would like to wrap up or anything like that? If not, we can. Um, there's a couple questions on here. Um, Janiya or Jania, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. She said, one thing I have a question about is how do you price it? I talk to my people. I talk to my people. And even now, sometimes they, it depends on what your ancestors say. I'll say that. Um, and what you feel called to, what you feel called to charge. Um, and then if you're new with this, oh yeah, we'll talk. But I feel like knowing what to charge is is up to you and your spirits and ancestors. Okay, that's good Absolutely. to too, because I have the same question. All right, how can people who have not seen you before get in, um, con connect with you? How can they connect with you? And what type Absolutely. of services do you offer? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I am the Black Girl Tarot on Instagram and uh, on TikTok. Just go to my TikTok and look at the rest <laughs> of them. But some are on the line. They're all the Black Girl Tarot. No numbers, no underscores, nothing like that. Go on my TikTok or my Instagram and look at my links and all of my information is already there. Mm -hmm. If you would like a reading, the link to those things are there as well. So I'm pretty easy to find. That's awesome. Thank you so much for showing up today, being in my energy, allowing me to be in your energy and sharing your knowledge. Um, I appreciate the research that you've done to be able to share with me all of this information. Um, and I always enjoy soaking up other people's knowledge and um, understanding of things because I can't research everything that I'm interested in as deeply as I would like to. So um, things like this where I could spend, you know, a little bit over an hour of time getting all this information and I can play it back as many times as I, I need to is really helpful. So I really appreciate you showing up and being here. And I'd love to have you on another time um, whenever you would like to come on. Just let me know. It's been beautiful. And keep going. Yeah. Don't stop. Keep going. You're doing a beautiful thing with your podcast and I'm here for it. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm falling more and more in love with it as I continue to do episodes. I found a newfound love for it this year. And people are, I'm learning that people are actually, you know, listening to it too. So that always feels good. You know, it feels good to do oh, it yeah. anyway. But you know, if people are showing up and actually listening to it, that always feels good. So absolutely. Yeah. So thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night, your day. And I'll see you around. I'll probably pop into your live at some point. Come on down. So. <laughs> I'll be here for a little while and then I'm going to go lay it down for the evening. <laughs> right. I'm going back to the couch. So <laughs> yeah, feel better. I pray. Yeah. Energy for you. Right. Yeah. I didn't even tell my listeners I have COVID right now, but I'm okay. I'm fine. I just, you know, I was so excited about this episode that I, and I feel like I've gotten energy from like spirit and universe, like kind of energized me a little bit. I might get like depleted after this, but they like recharged <laughs> me so I could be here for the episode. Um, and I'm going back to the couch, but <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Same to you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.